we're going to talk to the great, the savior, Mr. JT Dunn. How you doing, sir? How are you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? Well, I'm a little fired up, but <laughs> little uh, fired up, I guess, is the word. A lot of stuff went down in the world of wrestling before we went live, and uh, I don't know. We were just kind of helping people pump the brakes on it. They'll be fine. It sucks that they all were released today, but in the grand scheme of things, they'll be somewhere, and it, and they'll probably be better for it. So that's the we're all going to survive. They're uh, they're very talented, very very talented pro wrestlers for sure. And they weren't being used anyway, so let's let them go, be somewhere, do something. Um, you, my friend, uh. You're living the dream. Poor kid out of Providence. You know? Uh, inspirational. When I was doing my research for you, you got a really good inspiration, inspirational story um, coming out of a New England area. First of all, are you a Boston fan? I'm not in any sense of the way. Oh, that's too bad. Uh, and we're we're gonna we're gonna get to your lions because uh, oh man. <laughs> well, I mean, we could start now. We were just talking about the lions, how they had um, they had Matt Stafford all those years, and he was just either not in the right system or didn't have the right receivers. Uh, and now he's gonna be MVP. What's it feel like to watch your former quarterback win MVP and probably a Super Bowl this year? Um, as soon as he got traded, I was very happy uh, because, I mean, you watch him suffer and put up the numbers that he was. He was a top five quarterback, um, still actively playing in the worst system and the playing for the worst team. Um, and I get it. It's my favorite team, but I could admit it. They never had everything in the in the, the company going at the same time. They didn't have the best quarterback with the best coach, with the best system, with the best players around him. It was either one season with Calvin, no offensive structure, no defensive structure. Like n- nothing went good for him. Uh, seeing him go to the Rams, I couldn't. I couldn't wait to watch it because now everybody got to see what uh, he was doing in Detroit with nothing. Those numbers went up with, like, I mean, Nate Burleson and and stuff like that catching the ball. Uh, no disrespect to Nate Burleson, yeah, yeah. but like uh, Cooper Cup is is going to be. Uh, one of the best, and he gets to throw to him whenever he wants to. He gets a defense that's going to get him the ball back, so he gets more than just three drives and a half. Like Those things are uh, underappreciated, and he knows what he's doing with the football, so it's great to watch him win. With seven and one right now, yep. uh, just picked up Vaughn Miller. Yep. Like, yeah. Send him to the playoffs, send him to the Super Bowl, give him the MVP trophy, give him a Lombardi trophy, <laughs> give him everything because that man deserves it for – Gavin, he gets sacked a hundred times in a season. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that man deserves the world. And he played hurt. He played hurt a lot for Detroit. One of my favorite things to watch is that uh, that comeback drive where he broke his ribs yeah. and they took him out for a play. And then he ran back out and was like, no, nah, I got this. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, Unbelievable. Throws a touchdown, goes to the sideline, and he's like, my ribs are broke. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's crazy to me. My... Uh... My younger brother is, uh, they're twins. One's a Lions fan. One's a Packers fan. So they've been going at it their entire <laughs> lives. Yeah. It's tough. And Thanksgiving time, extremely tough. Uh, he, I can only imagine. Yeah. I think he is rooting for another winless season. I think, 
Uh, I told him. <laughs> I told him, what else we had. Right. I told him we were live tonight with a Lions fan. Uh, he said, "Wow, they have some of those left." And uh, I said, "Yep." So I don't. I mean, he might show up, have some things to say about the Lions. Maybe not. But uh, yeah, not too many people do. No, no. And and it's like it's the same. This season is the same things out of the Lions. You think they're going to pull it out at the end, and then they do something that's so Detroit-like. It's I like to watch the Lions play, mm-hmm. but that's probably because I like to watch my younger brother suffer. So that's why I like it. Yeah, I mean that could be definitely be it. And and the downside this year too is like they're not the worst team. Right. Uh, they play good games. They play competitive. Um, I think the. Worst part of that trade for Stafford was that we got Goff and that huge contract, and yeah. it's stupid not to play him when you're sitting on a hundred million dollar pull. Uh, I don't know why the Rams ever gave that guy that much money. Uh, that was definitely a dude who was benefiting in a system that was way above his pay grade. Because yeah. now you see him in a situation that Stafford played in, and Stafford was thriving, winning games to like not the most, but some. Uh, and Goff just can't get out of his own way. Um, and I feel like at this point, it's time to throw him on the bench, get him to start prepping the guys behind him. Uh, hell, bring in Cam Newton. Just give somebody a shot to win a game, oh, see what they have to offer. And just like, get, like for me, I think uh, what makes the Lions special to me is like I'm a guy who's based on heart and perseverance and uh, overcoming obstacles. Uh, and I think that that Lions team as a whole, they have so many players that thrive around that same type of system, especially with. Uh, with their coach now uh, visually is the same exact way uh, golf just i feel like he was spoiled in, in with the rams he got lucky uh, being in that system uh, making it as far as he did as early on as he did now he has to like eat humble pie and he doesn't know how to <laughs> how to enjoy it um you are a person that overcomes obstacles and we're going to get to uh, your your beginnings in wrestling where you're forced to watch it because you had to you know keep your sister awake at night so she could watch UPN SmackDown. Uh, you did do your research. Oh, I sure did. I like to, re- I, I love, I love learning about people and and we'll get to all the typical interview questions, but I think a real good message that you have is that you overcame addiction and your, your, your wrestling helped you do that. It, you want to elaborate on that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm so I'm now nine years sober, uh, going on 10 uh, in this upcoming May. Nice. Um, I've battled addiction. It's something that was uh, very fluent in my family. Um, luckily, uh, I have overcome it. It was not easy. I have a very obscure path to do so. Um, I needed to find a purpose. I think that was my most important thing in life was to find something that was going to give me enough satisfaction where it could be an ultimate distraction away from all of those negatives. Uh, and crazy enough, uh, it was wrestling where everything is a little bit more accessible. Um, yeah. everybody hears the stories about the availability of drugs and alcohol. And I mean, a lot of the venues on the independent circuit, uh, serve alcohol. So that that's always been tough. Um, but man, wrestling just took over my life. Um, I needed to give it my attention 24 uh, seven, to be successful at it. And at first, I wasn't that good at wrestling. Uh, and, and I think being able to be self-aware to that uh, humbled me. And it was like, okay, well, if I'm going to survive and I'm going to do this, uh, survive literally and figuratively in wrestling, 
Um, I need to become dedicated. And that's no distractions. That's nothing that's going to make me not want to get a bed and train. Uh, I can't be up late. I can't be missing shows. I, I No more excuses. It was put up or shut up time. Uh, so I, I ventured into wrestling early on a couple of years of just messing around with uh, these lower tier shows and got it all out of my system. And then once I realized, like, okay, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. I want to make a million dollars in wrestling. Uh, I want to be recognized as one of the best. Uh, it's got to stop right now. Uh, and then I just kind of put myself through absolute hell and torture to get clean. And now nine years. So it was kind of worth it. <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, I, I right before, not in my notes, but right before we came live, I think, and it was, um, a show you did an interview, a show, whatever you want to call it. You did with, uh, Jimmy Jacobs. And I think I saw, cause I was going to listen to it, but then I didn't, yep. I read the quick notes. So you locked yourself in a house for how many days? For 60 days. 60 days. That is hell. And you got through it. Uh, so like I, I, I've, tried, uh, I've tried the AA. I tried the meetings. I tried uh, group therapy. I tried one-on-one therapy. Um, I tried like cold turkey, but still being in the environment. Uh, and that was very difficult for me. Yeah. I kept relapsing. Um, I kept finding myself wanting it again um and the downside for the group therapy stuff um i just it always sounds awful when i say it out loud and i mean it in the most sincerest way i didn't care about anybody else's problems at that time like i knew how severe my problem was and if i couldn't cope with me how could i cope with somebody else's issue i didn't have the the come like I didn't have the compatibility in my brain to love me and to understand how much I needed to love myself and and understand and realize I was the issue. I couldn't sit in a room with uh, 12 other people and hear their stories uh, without like, it's like, okay, now I have to help that person. Now I have to be compassionate to that person. And it's taking all of my attention away from, from me. And if I don't have attention on me, I'm going to die. Like as, as wild as that sentence sounds, that was the reality of the situation. Like if I don't love me and I don't appreciate me more than I appreciate this guy who I do feel sympathetic towards, that's it. My life's over. And we pushed the envelope a little bit uh, in my life with drugs and alcohol. Um, And it just, it really took um, just secluding myself, isolating myself from everything, everyone. Uh, Granted, social media wasn't as uh, crazy as it is now. um, So that was easy to get away from, but it was just seclusion in my house, locked up, no gym, no, no, nothing, no phone calls, no, Drinking, no partying. Uh, that was it. That was it. And you beat it. You did it. And uh, I guess, you know, it doesn't matter how you did yeah. it. Yeah. And how selfish it may of sound. Uh, it sounds when you say that. Like you just cared about yourself. Uh, that's what it took to get the job done. I knew, yeah. I knew that, like, I, I needed to be selfish at that point in my life. Uh, and if I was able to survive that and, and get clean, I knew that my goal was to then pay it forward uh, a million times over. And that's what I've done in the last nine, going on 10 years, is just pay it forward in every single way that I possibly could. Uh, and I think one of the most important parts is sharing the story uh, and, and just admitting that I knew I was a problem. Uh, I heard a lot of people along the way, family, friends, people in wrestling, pe- like people I met for one day, I knew that my negative lifestyle affected them. Uh, so I've just spent the last nine in a half a year is just making amends, building bridges, um, fixing everything that could have been ruined, and then making sure I never make any of those decisions again, the negative ones. Yeah. 
um, we just learned that uh, John Moxley will will be uh, facing those demons as well. I know that he watches this show on, on a weekly basis. Um, so, is there any advice or anything you want to say to John for this as he's going to battle these same demons? Sure. Um, I made a quick little thing on Twitter because, again, it's not about me. Yeah. It's about John. Um, man, the bravery it takes, especially, uh, like, uh, I always joke, like, who the hell am I compared to some of these guys? Like, Mox is, is a, a rock star. Um, to be able to put it out there in the essence of so many people, millions and millions and millions of people are now knowing that there's a, a problem in your life and everybody reacts differently to hearing that. Uh, I just want him to know that he can cancel that noise out. It's not about them. It's about him, his life, his family, uh, the recovery and the journey afterwards. He's already done incredible things with these issues uh, and these problems, having no control uh, leading into it afterwards, man, it's going to be the greatest part of his life. Um, the control aspect, the happiness, the health. Um, you, I couldn't think of anything else I could possibly compare to uh, able to control everybody and everything around you. And he's just, he's a strong bastard, so he's going to get through that. He's going to he's going to kick through it, and he's going to be fantastic on the other side. And there's millions of people waiting for him. Yeah, I agree. Awesome. Well, uh, phenomenal story. Congratulations once again. Coming up on ten years. Uh, but let's get let's get back Thank to you. the ring. Uh, yeah, it's like an amazing okay. accomplishment. Um, so you were forced. You didn't like wrestling at first, uh, as far as watching it on TV. Um, but like all of us, were you just a closeted wrestling fan? Um, I think I, I became that afterwards uh, on one thing. If I had a goal, I, that was my life and football was my, my dream. That's all I ever knew. It's all I wanted to know. I didn't have time to learn about wrestling because I needed to remember the statistics in the NFL, college football. I need to get ready to play that game. Um, yeah. man, wrestling had always like just snuck in, into my life. Uh, I've been my little sister for that one. Her obsessing uh, a little bit and actually enjoying what I was spending seven hours a week watching. Um, I started realizing, like, man, this is kind of cool. I I think I could uh, see myself doing this one day. And then the closer and older I got uh, in age, and the closer I got to actually starting training. I fell in love with it. Um, and I think the biggest thing that made me love wrestling is how difficult it is. Um, I know everybody sits at home nowadays on Twitter and they're like, I can do this. I can do everything that guy just did in the ring. Uh, sure. No, you can't. <laughs> sure, sure <laughs> it you is can. so <laughs> tough to be all wrestler in general, just, yeah. just being one. Right. Um, now, mind you, I'm a perfectionist, so I carry myself at like a, an umpteer level becoming that person over this journey of 10 years has been the most difficult thing outside of my sobriety. Like it's so hard to succeed. It's so hard to stand out. It's so hard to be somebody that everybody wants to wrestle. Uh, and again, alien 
nicknaming myself and be saying I'm not a wrestling fan growing up already puts me in a demographic <laughs> that people dislike. Uh, but man, I don't think there's anybody who loves wrestling uh, overall as much as me. Like I love everything about it. Um, I've grown to love it. I'm obsessed with it. Sometimes it's just all I talk about and I'm sure it's pretty annoying to all my friends. Oh my gosh. Exactly. You should hear my wife. She goes, you're, you're just wrestling <laughs> on again this week. I'm like, yeah, 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 of course there is wrestling somewhere. <laughs> Um, it, man. what was it about CM Punk, Chris hero from, I think it might've been what match IWA South. Maybe what was it about IWA mid South? Mid South. Yeah, that was it. Mid South. I said South. What was it about that match that, uh, sent the light bulb off in your head? Um, so I think what it was, was being able to relate to them. Um, at that time in my life, I was still young. Uh, my buddy had showed me the footage. I only knew of the WWF yeah. uh, or WWE at that time. I think it might've been too. Um, I didn't know independent wrestling ring of honor, uh, anything like that existed. So seeing these guys, uh, punk and hero, it blew my mind. Cause I'm like, what, what the hell are they doing in this little building in front of 52 people? And like there was on the microphone cussing. And at this point, like I'm a rebellious teenager. I want to say all these words. I want to do all of these things. But all I know is I got to look like the macho man, Randy Savage, or, or it's never going to, I'm never going to be a wrestler. Like I'm 5'10", 185 on my best days of the week. There's no way naturally I'm looking like macho man, Randy Savage, but here's, here's punk. He's he's doing whatever the hell he wanted to, and he's having these badass matches that I've never even seen people wrestle like this before. Uh, and then with Hero, I think with him, as I've always kind of been like into the fighting aspect of of life, like a, I'm just a fighter in every essence of the word. Watching him manipulate the ring uh, with strikes was I became like infatuated by this style of wrestling because now i was taking something like i used to watch boxing when i was younger with my grandmother so watching him do that in the pro wrestling world and watching him sprinkle in all these cuss words and yeah. they were just doing stuff that i never seen before uh, that really hooked me and then i found ring of honor and all london oh. uh, and that's where i was just like god this guy literally gets like his ass beat every single time i watch him wrestle but he keeps getting back up. Yep. That's what infatuated me about X-Pac when I was younger. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this, this guy is so small compared to everybody else. But like, he gets beat up and he's, he's right back the next week. Like, that's that's me. I get life beats me up. But like, here I am the next day. I'm back. I'm, I'm ready for it. And that really sucked me in. And then when I found Punk and Hero and I realized they were just two dudes, like <laughs> just like me at the time, like, that was very cool for me. That was, uh, it, it opened my eyes. And, and that's where like, the real obsession with wrestling began. Where did you, uh, where'd you get started training? Like, where did you take your first bump? <laughs> so, uh, my buddy and I, who actually just came back to wrestling, um, we used to do like our backyard wrestling stuff. Uh, we put it on YouTube when YouTube first sort of became like a popular thing. Yeah. Uh, there's a guy, uh, Vinny Marcellia who wrestles in ring of honor. He is local to the area we live in. He uh, and one of his buddies found our YouTube video, and I believe the comment they left on it was like, uh, you guys suck, but we have a ring and could train you if you guys want that. Uh, and mind you, they suck too, but they were just a little less suckier than us. Um, so I remember we started training with them. There was a, a converted boxing ring, I believe it was, 
It was in the backyard of his buddy Justin's house in the middle of the woods somewhere. Um, we just kind of turned around the house and I, I went around the corner and I just saw a wrestling ring and my eyes lit up because it was like the first ring I ever got to touch with my own two hands. Um, and I got in there and I was the house is the dirt worst. Uh, everything that they asked us to do, we couldn't do it. I couldn't run. I couldn't fall down. I couldn't jump the right way. And like, I'm an athlete. So that was like heartbreaking for me that they were like run and I couldn't do it. Like, I know it sounds like simple. People were watching this, like run, just put one foot in front of the other and go at a rapid pace. Like, no, there's levels to running in a wrestling ring. And I failed at every single one of them. And again, that obsessive tendency that I have to be just great, to be perfect at things, it kicked in. And I was like, okay, that's it. I'm hooked. Like, what, however many days I need to be here, whoever you need me to go train with, wherever I need to go drive, point me in the direction and I'm going there. Because this moment right here, we will never experience laughing at me again. That's just not going to be a thing. And I was, yeah. I needed to be the best at that point. I never, uh, I hear, we've talked to a lot of wrestlers and they talk about, you know, their first taking their first bump and how they're falling. I never heard the one about running. Uh, and it's interesting because you played football, uh, got the nickname Juice mm-hmm. because of your running ability. Yeah, man, tattooed on me. Yeah. Take yeah. that. <laughs> which is which made me sad, man. Yeah. Take that, Hooventude. He, he doesn't. He doesn't like, damn it, I can't, I can't run. Right. It um, blew my mind because, like, it looks simple. Like, you watch it on YouTube and stuff and, yeah. and VHS and DVD and Blu-rays now, and you're like, okay, they're just running in a straight line. And then you get in there, and they're like, all right, get to the other side of the ring. It's 18 feet. Figure it out. <laughs> yeah, right. I want to do that. I got to try it. I played basketball. I, I have to try it. I got to see how hard it is. Please do. Yeah. Please do and tell me how it goes. <laughs> right. I'll be like, oh, man, that was terrible. Um, there's a there's cadences to it, man. And, and once the ring changes and you go from like 14 feet, 16 feet, 18 feet, 20, 22, good luck. Insane. That is weird to me that some places have different sized rings. You know, because mm-hmm. I like like you play football, I play basketball, oh, the court, the field, all the same. Yep, same, never changes. Never changes. Interesting. Wrestling so, ring. Some I I still show up to shows now, and the first thing I do is go find the ring. I go look, and I'm like, ah, sixteen feet. I prefer a bigger ring because I use a lot of the ring to my advantage. My offense, my selling, the, my work rate is all dependent on uh, the ring that I'm in. If I see a 16 foot ring, I'm kind of like, oh man, now I got to like short step everything. Makes it a little bit difficult. Um, you do you, your style. Uh, you just mentioned that. You talk about the bigger ring for those of of you, or for those people at home, or watching it now, or seeing on YouTube, or wherever we push this out, podcast wise, that have never seen JT <laughs> done ever. They know nothing about you. Uh. Why don't you tell us about yourself? Why don't you uh, put yourself over a little bit? Oh, man, the one thing I'm awful at, putting <laughs> myself over. Um, okay, so I guess I can start. Uh, I'm the guy that everybody loves to wrestle. Uh, I'm the best. And I know that sounds very, very confident, but uh, take five minutes. I always, I always say the same thing to people when they, uh, when they talk about my wrestling. I dare you. Absolutely dare you. And I'll, I'll PayPal, Cash App, Venmo you 20 bucks if you send me a link to a bad JT Dunn match. 
I promise you. I don't care who you are, where you live, Antarctica, Egypt, Africa, Australia, and you can live down the street from me. I'll bring it to your house with an 8x10. Link me to a bad JT Dunn match that you find online. You won't find one. I've been waiting years for somebody to send me one. And the thing that makes me different, that makes me the best, that makes me special, I'm selfless. Once I appreciated the value in the art of wrestling, in the mystique behind it, what really truly makes somebody great, uh, once I, I figured that out, and I didn't do it by myself, I had guys like Hero and, and Killer Cross and, and Paul London and all of these legends in wrestling break it down for me. And uh, over time, it started to make more and more sense. It's never made more sense than it does right now. Uh, but being selfless, that's the most important tendency. That's the most important skill, ability, whatever you want to label it as. You possess that, you're the best. Uh, and, and I think that's what I have in spades. Is it's not just about me. It's about the show. It's about my opponent. It's about the fans. It's about the benefit of uh, being able to continue to have a job in all of these promotions. Uh, I pride myself in not having these one-off matches where I go to a show and I never come back. Uh, it's, it's impossible for me. Uh, stealing the show we used to be like, okay, this is fun. Now it's like a mission. Uh, when, when people see me announce for a show and they're in the locker room, I want them to see my announcement and go, oh shit, I got to work 50 times harder. JT's here. And I love that feeling. Um, and I love it when I walk into a locker room. The, the entire vibe changes. The whole old look. And okay, and then they see ways which helps my selling and everything. And they're just like, oh man, he's, he's ready to work. He is ready to go out there and just, and just tear it up. Uh, and that, that, sh that motivates me. So, I mean, yeah. describe me. I'm the best the best and uh you you mentioned something there paul london chris hero uh killer cross they all taught you something they all pass knowledge along to you um you've probably sat in many of cars on long car rides you've you've gathered all this knowledge and experience what's it feel like now to have uh younger wrestlers coming to you for this type of knowledge experience insight Um, it's so kind of weird to me yeah. because I think one of the other keys to keeping my success, uh, is, is remaining humble, which is very hard in wrestling because Twitter these days could change everything for somebody, uh, good wrestler, bad wrestler, indifferent. Um, the hype isn't always real. I, I promise you that majority of the wrestlers that people talk about on Twitter, I've wrestled them. They're not as good as you think that they are. Uh, it's very hard to be that good. Um, I think the thing that makes me the most nervous, and I just experienced this, uh, I mean, I experienced it multiple times, but the most recent uh, was for Limitless Wrestling. I wrestled Alec Price, uh, and the weirdest thing was when people come up to me and they're like, oh my God, I'm so excited to wrestle uh, JT Dunn today. And I'm just like, oh man, when you say that, it puts a lot of pressure on me because uh, I hold myself to like the highest level ever. Um, so like now I feel like, oh man, this guy's a fan of mine or, uh, just, uh, female wrestlers, a fan of mine or whatever. They're a fan. I have to be the JT Dunn that they watch online. I have to be this person that, that maybe they studied film of me to prepare for the match or before they got into wrestling. Uh, so that's kind of always weird to me to be that person in, in any aspect. Right. Uh, so, and I, and I feel like I've been delivering lately on a different level. It's kind of motivating me uh, i don't the way i don't make any mistakes i don't 
I want to be flawless in the ring for them because I know the opportunity that I've had to wrestle people uh, when I was younger and I was a, a fan. Like one example I always pick from is my first match with Johnny Gargano. Like I handpicked wrestling him because I knew it was going to alter my life because he seemed like the most selfless person I had ever encountered. And then we had the match and it changed my life and it takes one match. That's it. Just, just one match and everything's different for you. And I want to be that match for so many people. And I have been, especially here in new England. Uh, there's dozens of people who are catching their break now that if I went out there and I was very selfish and I just buried them or didn't do what they wanted to do or didn't listen to their ideas or just do what promoters asked me to do, which a lot of times is just, all right, man, JT, you're booked on the show. You're going to wrestle this guy, bell rings, wrestle, wrestle for like two minutes and then death by elbow. And uh, we'll, we'll figure out something for you for the next show. I don't ever do that. Um, I don't like that. I like being able to go, nah, we're going to go however long I want to go. And I'm going to do everything that that person can do because we're either going to see if they're valuable and belong in the locker room or we're going to keep it pushing. Um, and all the people that are breaking out here in New England, they've been battle tested. The, the Davy ends, the cashews, the Ricky smokes. Um, I'm, I'm going to hate myself for saying this. Love Doug, Becca. <laughs> Love Doug. Um, they're all, they're all going through the King and, uh, that price who is the most recent it's, it's cool to be that person for real because i again you said it i went through it with all these other people yeah. who are legends in wrestling and i'm nowhere near being a legend in wrestling but it's cool to be seen like a, a, a small tad little bit of that um davian we've had on here a couple times she said oh, we, we had her on once when you guys were the tag champions uh intergender tag champions and she said <laughs> okay. something like i forgot I asked her if she had the belts on her, and I think she said she did because she, mm -hmm. she wasn't allowing you to, to hold them or something. I'd have to go back and watch. <laughs> it was so, something, something of that nature. Oh, man. But I just read somewhere that she went on the record. She said she would not be where she is today uh, and evolve to the, the level that she's at um, and get through, ignite her passion again for wrestling, something like that. Don't quote me on it. Uh, if it wasn't for for mm -hmm. JT Dunn, and uh, that was, it was just that was great to read. Um, Limitless Wrestling. We we we've had a couple of those those people on here. Becca uh, Scrunch, Scrunch uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean it's cool to see stuff like that, especially because oh, I think everybody understands how real I take wrestling. Yeah, it's it's not. There's no there's no off day for me. So the JT done that everybody gets to see uh, when we're live at the events, the big jerk, whatever. Um, that's how I expect everybody to treat me consistently. And I get mad when they don't, or what's the phrase breaking kayfabe. Yeah. Don't put me over online. Don't talk about me. Don't don't. Okay. Because when I see you, I'm going to slap the shit out of you. Don't, <laughs> don't do it. But now I'm at the point, especially this uh, 2021 year yeah. where I'm starting to realize how many people I've actually helped over the years, like um, just everybody, especially here in New England. But then there's people that are popular in wrestling now that are in contracts that are done that are all over the world that I didn't realize, I guess, how much influence uh, or how much help I actually gave to them. Because to me, it's just like pay it forward, pay it forward, pay it forward. Like uh, I remember a conversation I had with Hero uh, it is information being shoved down my throat stuff that I that applied to me that didn't apply to me. And I'm just like, what the hell am I going to do with all of this knowledge? Like I'm never going to use some of this information. It doesn't apply to me. 
And he would just say to me, pay it forward. Like, you'll know when it's time. You'll know when, when the person that you meet deserves it. Just do it the right way. And I'm like, that's been the last year for me. I took the pandemic year off. I didn't, uh, I didn't wrestle. I didn't do anything. I fixed my, my regular life. Uh, I went and found myself again. I found my love for me. I found my love for wrestling. Uh, and then coming back, my goal has been simple. Be the best professional wrestler I can possibly be. Uh, and I think that, that I'm achieving that by the year's end and help as many people skip all of the awful steps that I had to go through. Uh, just, man, you have to struggle. And if you're good, you're good. Like you, you shouldn't have to prove yourself to people in the locker room. Me, I, I'm a loud mouth. So I, I've had to suffer a lot of my, uh, my detriment and miss bookings and be the, be the bad guy to others so they can just, uh, prosper off of my name and slander or whatever yeah. uh, i don't want to see other people go through that that was that's very stupid uh, that's what social media is doing these days yep. so i just grab these people i wrestle the shit out of them and then you see if they're good or not like uh we have a joke here in, in, in new england when my name's on the card and there's a time next to it it's irrelevant uh my time is as long as i believe it's going to take to get that person across the ring over um so if you got eight minutes man maybe it takes 15 I'll always take the heat. I always do. I, I, I pay my respects. But, man, I just love wrestling. I love wrestling the people who are just motivated because I remember that feeling. And they're giving it back to me. All the people that I named, and I'm sure there's some. Um, I always forget a name. Uh, it's no disrespect. I love all of them equally. Uh, but now we're at the point where they're all breaking kayfabe. They're all breaking my golden rule of keeping me as the big bad guy. And they're all putting me over on the line and it feels weird. And now in the locker rooms, everybody's talking to me and it feels weird because <laughs> I'm just such like an isolated person. Just focus, <laughs> do my job and go home. And you got Dave Yen talking about me in articles now. Yeah. Shame on her. Uh, limitless wrestling. <laughs> uh, we mentioned a couple of times prize possession. Uh, I think it's coming up in a, not this Saturday, maybe next Saturday. Um, the 13th. I the believe. 13th. Yep. Yeah. Uh, who's, who's, uh, face Are you going to cave in with an elbow on that show? Uh, that would be Mr. Anthony Henry. Oh, uh, a very, very familiar foe of mine. Um, man, Anthony was a guy where when I had to go find myself as a singles wrestler again, after death by elbow, uh, he was one of the first guys I found myself in the ring with very frequently. And what I love about Anthony is he's just like me. He's a badass. Uh, that bell rings. It's real. It's time to just to fight, survive. <laughs> What's the phrase? Survive if I let you. Yeah. Man, there's times where we just had 30-minute fist fights and, and foot fights. We're just beating each other. Um, it. I love that. I love how real he makes it feel. I love how real it feels to the audience. Um, and since the last time we fought, which is probably... Mm, it's got to be over two and a half years now. Um, man, he's a different wrestler. I'm a way different wrestler. Uh, so I'm very, very excited to get in there and smack him around again and get smacked around by him. I like that. So <laughs> bring it on. You'll take it. That's uh, November 13th. I think limitlesswrestling.com slash tickets. Um, mm-hmm. I think, is it streaming? Is it on IWTV? I- I'm not sure if it's live streaming, but it will post stream. Well- you you will post after, but yeah. So limitlesswrestling.com slash tickets, November thirteenth. I have one final, uh, I guess, question for you. I, I'm not going to ask you 
where Good do you man. see yourself fit? There's a ton of promotions. I could see you kicking ass at any of them. But I am going to ask you this because you're supposed to have a match with Adam Cole in Providence. And for some unforeseen circumstances, that never came to fruition. Um, you have been seen on AEW Dark. Uh, will I be able to see you uh, kick his stupid little face in or not? <laughs> I am. So I have a short list of people I've never wrestled, okay. uh, which is weird because I've kind of got to grapple with everybody I've ever wanted to. Um, the blessing of being me. Uh, I just kind of put a tweet out and the match happens within a few weeks. Um, coincidentally, a lot of the guys on that list all wrestle at the same place. Interesting. Uh, so for me to have those matches, uh, I'll have to show up there a lot more. Um, I would love to kick Adam Cole in his face. I'd love to elbow him in his face even more. Uh, so he's definitely on my list. Uh, he's right there with uh, the man who's been there for quite some time. That's Kenny Omega. Oh, he uh, deserves it's weird because it. like I, I get I game a lot, and uh, Omega and I are big Apex and Call of Duty players together. Uh, so we have a little bit of a bond, but I'm I'm willing to break that bond so that he can see that uh, hey, one of the best in the world over here. Okay, brother. Brother. <laughs> uh, speaking of Call of Duty, I, I lie. I have another comment. I think Vanguard comes out tomorrow. Sure does. Sure does. Call of Duty Vanguard. You be getting that right. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm. I just find myself uh, playing games a lot, especially when I'm home. I'm not traveling or working or anything like that. It's just a good stress relief. Yeah. It's been something that I've used to cope with my sobriety a lot. Um, one, it occupies the time. So if I'm sitting here playing games, I'm not out doing dumb stuff. Um, but at the same time, it allows me to just be able to be free. Uh, I'm not thinking about uh, wrestling, which does occupy a lot of my thoughts. Uh, I'm able to just kind of get lost in these these worlds and play these games. Uh, most recently, I've been playing a lot of Apex uh, with the new season dropping. Yeah. Uh, it's very very fun for me. Um, but it's cool, man, especially because a lot of the guys that we wrestle with are now gamers all of a sudden. Yeah. Uh, so it's cool to link up with them and just be able to just talk about life, man. Like I'm, I'm a big proponent uh, for talking about life. Like wrestling's great. I love talking about it, but being able to connect with somebody on like a human to human level is a very different aspect. Uh, and I think that's what's helped me grow a lot in the last year is I've been able to look past this uh, exterior of a wrestler and get to the interior of a person and, and make differences for people in their real lives. Like there's a lot of people struggling, uh, especially in the wrestling community, uh, whatever their demons may be, they're, they're not always going to be very uh, poignant about them. They're not going to be just sitting out in the forefront. You got to dig deep in there. And I think that I've been able to garner a lot of trust with my peers uh, and be able to help them. And that's a really cool thing for me. Um, and again, this is even outside of addiction. It could be literally anything. Right. Uh, and I'm here. I'm always, I'm always a, a helping year and I do go out of my way just to make them feel confident about the life that they live, the decisions that they make, uh, because it does reflect on the person that they want to be. Um, and I was able to spend a, a long time developing into the person that I want to be. And I'm happy with who I am now, um, man, being able to help people with their lives and then watch it translate to the thing they're the most passionate about, which would be wrestling in that case, uh, which weirdly enough is the, is the exact reason why the unit uh, was created is for those memories and those moments of 
being able to help people in their real lives. And then when I came back to wrestling uh, in January, it was kind of like, okay, so these are the people that I've uh, directly affected and I've watched them succeed in that aspect. I want to make sure that they go even further. So I'm going to make this group. I'm going to put them all in it. And then I'm going to find other people around the world who are like-minded, struggling, and just need that little that kick in the ass. They need somebody to hold them accountable. Uh, I'm that person. Uh, and now we've just expanded it into the Midwest, uh, giving my, myself the Midwest version of the unit. We have the East Coast version of it. That's all, always expanding. Uh, but guys like Mike Verna, Ace Romero, the OG, nice. Danny Miles, Larry D, Infrared, um, especially the guys in New England. Those are people who I've openly discussed their demons and the battles that they've had in their real lives. And I've been here to help them and, and as, as they have for me, uh, especially the OG. Uh, I don't really talk about it maybe too often or as often as I should, uh, but I will give him his just due here. Uh, if it wasn't for Trigger the OG, formerly known as Tripalicious in the, in the uh, vintage days here, uh, JT Dunn wouldn't be alive. JT Dunn wouldn't be a wrestler. Um, I wouldn't have the respect I have in, in this area, which garnered me the respect all over the world. Um, putting him in the unit uh, was a no-brainer. Uh, he's been able to help just as many people here in New England. Um, just just by being himself, it's it's naturally who he is. Is he's just he got the gift, uh, and those those who know what it is know what it is. He got the gift. He's the most flawless wrestler. He's the most flawless human being. Uh, I don't know what he saw in me ten years ago to not let me quit my life and not let me quit wrestling. But I think uh, I think the wrestling gods <laughs> every single day that he. He stayed on me and he forced me to to be the best version of myself uh, because I sit here today because of that man. As I get emotional, uh, I appreciate him and having him travel with me and be in this unit and uh, and continue to grow and just take over the world. It's just I never, ever, ever thought we'd be doing this together 10 years later. Uh, and it's it's the coolest part of wrestling for me is to be able to do this with my best friends. That's That's awesome. We need more humans like that in the world. Yeah, more OGs, man. Yeah, more OGs, <laughs> for sure. JT, you've been a pleasure to have on. Uh, inspirational, you're, you're passionate, you're driven, you're humble. Uh, and you're an asshole, too. Let, let's not break kayfabe, okay? Yeah. Let's, let's keep it real. Right, let's, let's, let's start with that one. I'll just start with that <laughs> okay, one. Okay, we'll start with that one. I'll start over. <laughs> JT, you're an asshole. Uh, but hey, now, here we go. Now it's the time of the show where I'm going to give you the mic, and uh, you can put yourself over. You can let us know where to find... Uh, you know, whatever the socials, your 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 merch, any I don't really care what you say. You can say anything you want. Uh, I won't interrupt. The floor is yours. <laughs> I appreciate it. Uh, first of all, thank you all for having me. Uh, it was a pleasure. Uh, I like good, honest conversation. That's yeah. uh, very, very different. You didn't even ask me who my favorite wrestler yeah, was or anything like that, and I appreciate that more than you will ever know. Awesome. I'm usually at this point where I I have the floor. Uh, I don't talk about wrestling. Talk about life real fast. We talked about my sobriety. I'm a recovering uh, addict here. Nine years, nine and a half years. I know everybody battles. They have demons. We all have them inside of us. Could be drugs. Could be alcohol. Could be sex, video games, gambling. Uh, the way that you perceive others in life. Literally anything could be a battle. I think the most important thing that we need to understand as humans is how to treat each other better. We all love pro wrestling. I'm so sick and tired of seeing the slander online. I'm so sick and tired of seeing the personal attacks of people on Twitter. Uh, just because we have 
the access to the internet doesn't mean we have to use it for malice. We have the ability to change the world in 140 characters or less on a daily basis. We could tweet out positive things. We can Instagram positive things. We could go ahead and change somebody's life for the better if they deserve it. And I think everybody deserves a fair shake in this life to have a second chance redemption uh, if they're battling uh, these demons and you watch them suffer. So I'd love to see more positivity throughout the wrestling community, the same that we've saw in the last couple of days for John Moxley uh, in his his battle here openly. Love each other, man, because we only get one opportunity at this thing called life. Uh, and those of us who have pushed the brink of life, we understand the value in a whole different way, uh, myself included. And since those moments, I've just dedicated myself to being a better person and teaching everybody around me how to be a better person and to avoid all of those negative obstacles. So if you take one thing away from watching JT Dunn or listening to him talk, aside from being an asshole and being the best, I'm as real as it possibly gets. Uh, I'm a DM away. I'm a tweet away, a message away. If we're battling, we're struggling, specifically uh, with addiction. That's that's my genre of being able to uh, to overcome. But I don't care what it is. We don't know each other. We've never spoken before. Message me. I'm here to help. And if I can't help you, I'm going to point you towards the resources that can. I'm going to put you in touch with the people that can directly help you get your life back on track. Don't ever think nobody nobody doesn't care because I care. You guys care. Yep. Internet cares. Let's prove it. Right. Let's be good people. Let's be good people. Great shit. JT, phenomenal stuff. Uh, have yourself a, a wonderful night. You're welcome back anytime. Talk about anything you want. Hey, hey, you guys let me know. I'm always available for y'all. Sounds good. Take care. Have a great night. You as well. Peace. Ooh, great stuff. My water. That was good stuff. Yeah. <laughs>